Garage fam, welcome back. It's 4th of July weekend. Uh, Garage guy, Chase, Dale Tanhart in the building. Uh, Dale, are you free this 4th of July weekend? Could not be any freer. Uh, this is America, baby. This is Independence Day. It's all about America. And that gets, that's, I got a big freedom boner ready, ready yeah. for the weekend. That's right. A lot of, a lot of freedom. Ready for racing and not just NASCAR, huge stack auto racing weekend. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. 1776. 1776, the bicentennial uh, quarter. I got one. Um, so going back, it's Road America weekend. We were supposed to be in Road America. However, basically in the heart of America for Road America, we didn't go to Road America. Uh, it turns out that people in Wisconsin don't just like farming and cheese. They like racing. So literally every camp spot in Road America at the track, gone. Every camp spot across the street at Plymouth Rock Campground, gone. Every campground down the road at a cheese farm. Literally, it was a cheese farm, and they just opened you up to stay. Gone. So there was no spots. Racetrack Rob's there. He's staying right next to Rusty Wallace. It's wild. Did not expect to hear that from him. But uh, it, it'll be a fun time for him, and it's going to be a fun time for us. We're going to find a way to link up on Sunday. I know I've got to get my ass to the coast because I want to do the triple race freedom parlay. And uh, and that needs to happen. Are you going to partake in a triple race freedom parlay? I'd love to. Um, unfortunately, after experimenting, the casinos do not allow parlays on racing. Really? Yeah. yeah so no, I meant to fucked. tell you that before we started recording. That is a huge bummer. And I was going to I was I want to do a quadruple uh, race parlay with Xfinity included as well. But we can always drive to the Tennessee border, knock out a parlay, then come back. It's we possible. Could. We, we could. could. We could. We, it would we take might. the RV probably like three days to get there. But, you know, probably we can we'll, we can create teleportation. This we'll is America. To. Yeah, I've been I've been playing Fortnite. If you can do it there, you can do it here. It's America. It's Fortnite. Um so yeah, that sucks. I hate to hear that news. That kind of bummed me out for the rest of the show. So I, all these plays. I tell you before, but I was like, oh shit, it just popped up in my head. Yeah, all it right, sucks. Sorry. We're gonna pretend. We're gonna find some guy. I'm gonna go find some guy named like Anthony or just that, but he goes by Tony, and like he's gonna give me like a paper lunch bag, and like if I don't pay, if I lose, like I'll die. That's the kind of guy that will take a, a triple race freedom parlay. That's the kind of go. people that will do it. So got to find. We can still Tony. do it. Just got to find the right person. Yeah, Tony. Exactly, and have a lot yeah. of money. Um. All right. So uh, yeah, don't. I like my pinkies. I don't want to lose it. Um. So let's talk a little bit about Road America. We got a first time race. Uh, another inaugural race. It's been a huge year for inaugural races, and we have had the fortune to attend the most of those races. Uh, with inside tailgating, being on this tour. And so very grateful for that experience. Uh, I wear my Coda shirt like once a week, I think. Even though it rained, it was still a great time. And, uh, and so this weekend, there's no rain on the forecast that I see in, in Wisconsin. And we have a lot of unknowns. So we're going to kind of try to have to stick to just road course averages. I think me and you both discussed that 
if there was one road course we would compare this one to, it would probably be Watkins Glen, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. Uh, you can it, – it's such a – it's a four-miler, and it's it's got uh, a huge high-speed section, and then it goes from super high-speed to super low-speed. Uh, Watkins Glen is somewhat similar to that. It's definitely – I wouldn't I wouldn't compare it to, like, Sonoma. I would compare it more to Watkins Glen. Maybe a little bit of Coda as well because there's some high speed there. But Coda is – Coda's harder to gauge when when doing picks for this weekend because the conditions were so adverse with, with just unbelievable rain. But at the end of the day, some of the best did come out on top in that race, even with the rain. But – very true. Like you said, there is practice, there is qualifying, just like there was a Coda, but it is a brand new track where a lot of these guys have not raced at. If they have raced, it's been a while since they have raced at it. So it's an unknown type of weekend, but you can use some statistics and some data to, I think, make some solid picks for this Sunday. Right. And, and like really looking at it, I know that there's one driver uh, that we're going to talk about on here that will probably be running on Sunday, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I know Austin Sendrick is running this race. Uh, he's priced pretty, pretty damn high. Uh, and, and even though you could say, I just, I don't feel like the, there's still a difference there between the cup guys and the Xfinity guys. There's still that little gap there, regardless of what anybody says or thinks. So I don't know if I want to, you know, I may have a few lineups with that guy in there just for, for shits and gigs, but I don't know if I want to go all in on someone like him, but uh, the race is going to be called the jockey made in America 250 presented by quick trip, another mouthful race. So they're really trying to stack that paper with these race sponsorships. Uh, they should have called it the cheese 250 uh, or the uh, Aaron Rodgers, please stay 250. I think that would have been a cool one. Uh, Danica, that would have been I like, I definitely like the cheese one. You know, Watkins Glen, that one for a while was the Cheese It sponsored race. Why can't they bring Cheese It back? Cheese yeah, it. bring it back, wanted, bring it to Wisconsin. I feel like Wisconsin's really bougie about their cheese, though. So you'd probably have to be like Sargento 250 or something. Oh, like we could that. call it the White Cheddar Cheese It 250 because right. that's the best Cheese It. That's I it. don't think there's any debate there. Uh, white but cheddar is the goat of cheese. White cheddar is so fucking good. I think regular Cheez Its are all right. Like, I don't just like crave Cheez Its, but no. if I see a box of white cheddar Cheez Its at my friend's house, and I, yes, I will eat the fuck out of those. So that whole yeah. box is gone. Yeah. Okay. I could Kinda, eat a whole box and not even feel bad about it. That's the that's worst it. part. I feel like if we were going to compare a guy to white cheddar, it's like you get the best of both worlds. You get a cheese it and you get white cheddar. So it's like a Saturday and a Sunday race. And I think the first guy that me and you both have agreed on that we can talk about is going to be Kyle Busch uh, at this race. And looking over on DraftKings, I think he's got a price of 10 1. So 10,100, 10 1. 10.1 K if you want to get real cool with how you say numbers. Uh, he'll be that on DraftKings on FanDuel. Not really sure. I think we've gotten pretty lazy on doing FanDuel pricing. Uh, I haven't really even played on FanDuel much lately. But if he's good on this show, he'll be good in whatever app you're playing on. And with Kyle Busch, I think it really just comes down to the momentum uh, from winning at Pocono. He did it in fourth gear. Uh, had to get his whole crew to push him off pit road was an incredible sight. Won a lot of money on him. It's not because that we all three won money. That energy is definitely there, but it's also because I think the hunger to win an inaugural race is really getting strong with Kyle. 
Uh, it's something that he hasn't achieved yet this year, and he's had to overcome some obstacles. And I feel like we're at a point now to where he is he's ready to go. He did an inaugural Xfinity race. That's great. Not a cup race. So it's time. I feel like he's due for it, uh, riding off the momentum from last week. And then also just kind of taking a look back at, like, you know, some of these things. He's He hasn't really had, like, the best of luck over time. But I know in recent years, I think he's had four top fives at road courses, like on average. So I ride the momentum. And I feel like if you're going to pay up, a lot of people are going to be playing Elliott or Larson regardless. But I feel like Kyle could, could really be that missing link for a lot of lineups. Yeah, Kyle was extremely strong at Coda. Um, they just did not play their strategy game right. And they had to come down pit road and get more fuel right before uh, the puddles started overflowing and they they called the race. He still finished 10th, but he was so good. He, he led 12 laps in that race. Uh, if Yeah, like you said, if you look back, he's had bad luck. He's had several DNFs from uh, 2019, 2020. Uh, well, actually, mainly 2020 with the DNFs. But um, he started off the year winning the Bush Clash at the Daytona Road Course, which he was running third in the white flag, but a win's a win. Um, yep. He had terrible luck at the road course when they came back uh, after the Daytona 500. And at Sonoma, he was really strong, too, running fifth. Uh, and like, like you said, I love his momentum. Uh, he has four road course wins in total for his career. He'll be racing in the Xfinity race on Saturday, which I think gives a huge advantage, uh, especially when you got guys like Larson and Elliott who are going to be strong. There's no doubt about it. You'll have, you'll have them in your lineups. You'll have no choice. You will have to put those guys in. But – I don't think those guys uh, have raced here. If they have, they've raced here once or twice. So uh, Kyle getting that extra track time, I think, is huge. He's got a fast race car, great momentum. And uh, for most of the season, he's been spectacular at the road courses. Yeah, going back going back to uh, Coda as well, if, there, if the rain would have not been as heavy or if it would have stopped when it did, I fully believe he would have won that race. Um, I know would have won it. Well, Larson was fast, but we did have – Larson uh, was the only guy that could have made it on fuel at that time. Uh, Kyle, for some – I just – they pitted too early. And he was ahead of Larson coming off pit road, but they didn't have enough fuel. And as soon as Larson passed him, they're like, we got to pit, get extra fuel, might as well put tires on it. So Very um, true. That, that yeah, was – He would have run top five. He were, he'd probably top three, but definitely top five. But it's a proven it's a proven deal. Like we said, he won he won there. He's going to keep winning. So I do like the fact he's doing that. All these other guys just are basically have sim time, and that's really all there is. Uh, the next guy, though, you're really heavy on. I think that I actually, looking back on it now, I had this guy as one of my picks to win Coda. Didn't really turn out that way, uh, obviously, because of the rain, but he did. He was running really well, and and you have been really high on him as well at road courses this year. He's got the stats to back it up, and that's uh, Joseph Logano, Mr. Mr. Joey L, Joseph L, and he's only 9.8K on DraftKings this week. So you get to get outside of that 10,000 range with him, and I feel like he's going to be a really good, like, second-tier big dog to really uh to really ride on this week and and i'm really just kind of taking your words so i'm gonna give you the floor yeah uh, a few things here so in joey's last one two three four five six seven races if you include the bush clash uh all top tens um and in, in his last five including the clash second third second third fourth joey joey only has one road course win in his career which was at watkins Glen. 
when Kevin Harvick ran out of gas in 2015, I believe. Uh, he was strong at road courses for a certain period of time, but has been inconsistent up until this year. And uh, he's just been so good, so consistent. Paul Wolf on the box, who was a crew chief for Keselowski for a long time, and they were always phenomenal at strategy and just positioning themselves. Even when they didn't have the best car, they would win races or run top five because they were so good at, at the strategy plays. Paul Wolf with Joey has been the exact same way. When they've been decently fast but not have winning speed, they have been so good at their strategy and, and consistently ahead of the game. Uh, when it comes to the rest of the competition. But at these road courses with this aero package, a 750 horsepower low downforce, Joey has been very fast running top five in five consecutive road course events. So I, for me, it's just a no brainer. And I, I qualifying will have an impact on this. Um, Joey is one of these guys that I don't think has much road America experience, but uh, ran great at the Daytona road course, finished second after getting passed by Christopher Bell on the last lap or with two to go. And then Coda was very strong and ran third. Um, so I think you got to put Joey in some of your lineups and where he's priced at, you can, uh, it, it, he's kind of like that second tier guy, probably top of the second tier. Uh, it, once you, once you're outside of like Kyle Bush and Truex, who are going to be priced a little bit higher. But I also think that I, I don't expect Joey to have a great qualifying lap. Uh, there's always those guys like the Reddicks or the Austin Dillons, and I think Cindric can be included in this as well, guys that will qualify very, very strong. Like Tyler Reddick got the pole at Coda. You know, I mean, who saw that coming? And then what did he run, 19th, 20th? Or yeah, he fell back top quick. Two. Yeah, but some of these same really trim their cars out for qualifying and just run faster, and it's not very demonstrative of what they're going to do in the race. And I feel like Joe is a guy that's going to qualify between 8th and 15th. And if he runs top five, that is a huge day. And he's he'll be I think he'll be contending for the win uh, in a top place, five position. So it's place differential city. I was gonna say I think Joey owes you like a thousand dollars for that Wikipedia page you just wrote him. That was really uh that was really smooth. Yeah. There was moments in time where I was like, this dude's reading from a screen right now. Yeah, I mean that that's what it's like when you've devoted you basically your entire life to NASCAR, 25 years on this planet probably 23 of them have been sitting in front of a TV or at a racetrack watching the races. But I do have like a page of like his, like his last five races here. So uh, not that I didn't know that anyway, but it's just like a page of like his last few finishes at road courses. So we would uh, all be liars if we didn't have pages. There are some oh, channels yeah. that even have Excel sheets where they're sitting in chairs and it's green screened. So there you go. There you yeah. go. But yeah, I, I play some Joseph L. I hate that mother. Or I'm not going to say, Hey, I don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> like that motherfucker. That much. Gonna have but, a great day today. <laughs> we gotta watch we gotta watch ourselves of how we make like, we can't we can't make jokes on drivers no more we gotta watch out there's some people some people I'm don't not, like that i'm just not the biggest joey guy i don't hate him i respect his talent but i'm not something about the 22 car i guess i think it's a good looking race car but the both drivers of the 22s just not I'm probably the only not my favorites just not I'm my probably, favorites i'm the only guy i think they like low-key fucks with joey just because like it's just i don't know there's something about the guy I respect him. I respect the hell out of him. I just can't make myself like him. That's it. One guy that a lot of people uh, – but yeah, you're right there. You're not alone. Uh, one guy that doesn't get enough credit uh, that is also really good at road courses, a show favorite, uh, Mike Mack, Michael McDowell. Uh, he's going to be 7,600, 7.6K on DraftKings. 
And I think this comes down to just you, you're getting to that point to where you got to have a guy that's filling in those gaps, that's threading the mid-tier. And they've got him priced. I, I feel like that's a decent price point. I'm not a, I'm not scared to play him there. He's going to probably qualify somewhere in the top 15. That's usually how he does it most racetracks. And he's just a guy that can move. He knows how to navigate on road. He's good road guy, big road guy. That's what I like. I like road guy that doesn't have a super fast car, but can get place differential. Mike Mack, he likes road. Yeah, uh, McDowell is weird. It's kind of strange. I mean, he kind of developed into just a solid road course racer. I don't know exactly who he worked with or or where. I don't. I'm not exactly familiar on his background before NASCAR. But over the past five, six years, it seemed like, at least in his tenure with uh, Front Row, the number 34, he's been a solid road course racer, and the statistics back it up. Uh, if you don't have that 28th place finish at Sonoma when he got wrecked in the last lap, which he kind of deserved, because uh, he put, what, he put Suarez into the dirt. Um, yeah, he got a little aggressive. Like, he's like the Barney of NASCAR. Like, nobody watches him anymore, but he's there, and he's always just like, you know, he's, oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Like, you know what I mean? That's, like, that's why he is the worst guy to win the Daytona 500, and it yeah. still bothers me. Everybody's just like, yay. Oh, uh, no, good job. I'm not. You know, I, we were, we were, we have a whole video dedicated to our reaction. Not, yeah, we were not yay, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, common consensus seems like he's just, He's just a bleh guy. Like, he's just bleh. Like, that's what I think of when I see Michael McDowell. I'm just like, bleh. Like, I, I just don't. Mike, Mike, here. You know, also just realized, you know what I also just realized is all three drivers we've picked so far are all yellow. All yellow guys. Is yellow that a bad thing? I don't think so. I think yellow yellow is a, is I feel like with a, America, we should don't Don't red, tread on me. Blue. Don't tread on me. Yellow flag. Yeah, you're right. That is yellow. Okay. All right. I can tread I on us. Tread. Right. The, the tread is on road this week. See, it works. Anyway. Oh, and cheese. Cheese is, cheese is yellow. yellow. There you go. Boom. There okay. Go. If you if you take out that 28th place finish, I think he was running top 15. He had qualified 21st. So that would have been a solid day. I don't know what he was priced at in that race, but um, at Coda and the Daytona Road Course, he finished seventh and eighth, respectively. Uh, at Coda, he qualified 23rd. At the Daytona Road Course, he qualified second in virtue of winning the Daytona 500, and they did the formula deal, so he had the automatic starting spot because they didn't actually qualify. They just set the lineup through their formula. So, yeah, I mean, he qualified 23rd at, at Coda, and I feel like with their lack of resources, you're not going to see him or Alfredo qualify super high, any or, or at least at these road courses. because they're Daytona more money gone, with. bro. That Daytona yeah, that, money gone. Right, yeah, there you go. At Coda, he qualified 23rd, and he ran well. He ran a smart race, stayed out of trouble, ended up finishing 7th. That's typically what McDowell's about, except for Sonoma, when he got into Suarez. Yeah, um, yeah. So, typically, he's a, he's a pretty good technical road course racer. At his price to 7,600, we believe that he is the perfect middle-tier guy to insert into your lineups. One guy I mentioned before we talked, I know we're doing four drivers, but if you had another one, I like Chase Briscoe at 6,900. I think that's a good play. I think you know, nice. we might talk about him at another time. We'll see. But Michael McDowell, we're sticking with the cheese, guys. The cheese, yellow Big guys. Big yellow, don't tread on cheese. That's it. Fourth of July weekend. Don't do there it. There you go. Um, uh, fourth guy is another guy. And now me and you kind of have a narrative play backing with this guy. Um, also, too, it's just uh, I know that with his car, he's definitely going to qualify towards the back more than likely. And he's got a lot to prove. 
And I feel like that hunger is – this is his opportunity to show it. I can't remember the last race we've seen him ran, run, and that's uh, Ty Dillon. He's going to be 5,700, 5.7K. This is the punt play of the week. And I'm just going to start it off a little talking a little bit about the narrative. I'll kind of let you dig into the numbers a little bit. But Ty Dillon needs a cup car. He wants a cup car. It sucks, and it's unfortunate that he got booted from his car when they did the buyout with 23XI. I've already made speculation that there is – I feel like there's a high chance that Ty Dillon could go to that second seat at 23XI next year because of him and Bubba's relationship. Uh, Denny as well, I'm sure, has been introduced with him. And I really, funding. Yeah. He might and, have good funding. Exactly. And that – because there's there's going to be some people that want to get him back in. I mean, Geico – I don't know about Geico because of root insurance with 23XI. So, there's definitely going to be some things that they got to work out. But I, I really just feel like he's got a lot of pressure and it's, you know, it's going to be a make or break guy. There's some other guys that are in this area that I think are great punt plays as well. But I just feel like with at Ty's price point, you're able to build a heavy lineup. And with these other three guys we've talked about, I mean, you can insert one of the main two guys, Larson Elliott, and if you want to, and, and then, you have plenty of room to, to, to dab a little bit extra. So uh, the price is great. The place differential could be amazing. And I think that that, uh, you know, that, that little added push to let him know he needs to finish good to try to get his chances higher to be in the cup series in 2022 are definitely there. Yeah. And uh, real quick, Chase Briscoe is 6,700, not 6,900. Uh, not nice. Clean up there. Not nice. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate. <laughs> But uh, what I'm looking at, is, yeah, I totally agree with all that. He has he has very limited opportunities to be in a cup car. Uh, he's already expended his opportunities to be in Kyle Busch's number 54 and had bad luck, didn't perform. When and that sucks when all these other guys are jumping in that in that car, winning races. Anyway, the limited opportunities I think puts a lot more pressure on Dylan to run well. Uh, and as a fantasy play, all three races this year. He has been excellent, and especially at his price. I'm sure he's been priced around this 55 to 5,800 range and just about all three races that he's participated in. Uh, the Daytona Road Course, qualified 38th, finished 19th. At the Bristol Dirt Race, I know it's not a road course, but started 39th, finished 26th. And at uh, Circuit of the Americas, started 33rd, finished 21st. That's big-time fantasy points for uh, a punt play. And when you look at all the other guys in his range, no one is averaging that that kind of point total. Uh, I know there, there's way more to the sample size, but on road courses and specifically, guys in that range include Newman, Bubba Wallace, uh, Corey LaJoy, even Justin Haley in the 5,000 range, uh, Anthony Alfredo. They're not even close to that on road courses. So what you're seeing is a guy that is taking a car that can probably – a lot of other guys would run top 25, top 30. This is a guy that if he, he, if he keeps it clean, he's got the experience. He's a winner in the Xfinity series. He's got the cup experience. If he keeps it out of trouble, I think he can put enough speed in that car through his driver ability to run top 20. And I, I same deal as Coda. I expect him to qualify, like you said, somewhere towards the back in the thirties. And if he runs top 25, top 20, which he has proven to be perfectly capable of, He's an excellent play, excellent punt play. I think he's got to be, like you said, the number one punt play in his, especially in that tier when you talk about the 5,000s, even the low 60, you know, 6,200 to 6,000. 
uh, in three races, he's averaged 35 fantasy points a game. I mean, that is legit right there. That is super legit for a guy who's priced that low. So I think you can't you can't miss him. Yeah, it keeps you out of the uh, keeps you out of the way from having to go down to the Rick Ware guys, even though they they're just not going to put up the place differential that you want. They may put up some like Cody Ware was think like one of the biggest shockers at Sonoma to me, but I mean he fell back so quick and it just well that's the thing whacked, I like you know I like someone like Cody Ware's got good road course experience, man, and he's done well in the Xfinity series before. If his car doesn't explode, I kind of like him as a play at 4,600. I mean, that's – I mean, you can load your lineup up if you throw him in. So, Big time. you can say the same thing about James Davison because of his background too, but – See, I kind of let off of Davison. We were kind of heavy on Davison last year, like playing him around some road courses, and it just shows that the car performance isn't there. However, right. the car, Cody, you want you – You got to make sure the car there. doesn't explode. You got to make sure the car doesn't explode. And how, how can you make sure? It's like a 50-50 fucking coin flip. If they're really? going to blow up or have a mechanical failure or lose brakes, like that's an element that it makes it so tough to put those guys in. But I do think at an unpredictable weekend, like what we saw at Coda, a new road course for the Cup Series, it's worth a shot to play a couple of those guys. Yeah, because um, they're gonna they're probably they're not going to be aggressive. They'll stay towards the back and be slower. And uh, there it will happen. Guys will wreck themselves out of this race. I mean, there's no there's no doubt in my mind. So. If there's anything I've learned, uh-huh. I'll say this much. I've got to a point to where, like, the only time I ever dip that low now is if I'm doing multipliers. Because when you're playing multipliers, and, like, I'm already insane for playing multipliers, but I'm just one of those people. I'm a slot machine guy, so I like to play multipliers. And so when you're doing those one-offs like that, you get somebody like there, you're able to rack up a ton with the top heavy points that you have, and it's just so different. Nobody really is playing like that. So you can have some fun with it. Uh, but for tournament purposes, Ty Dillon, I'm all in on that with you on there. So to recap, our guys, we have Kyle Bush at 10-1. We have Joey KFB, baby. KFB. at 9-8. We have McDowell at 76, and we have Dillon at 57. Three yellow boys. I'm sure the Gaunt Brothers car will be black uh, or red. Bro, probably. Yeah, Bass Pro, something like that. So not yellow, but Big Cheese Weekend. Don't tread on us. Don't tread on we. Uh, Garage Guys, we just told you who to play. It's Garage Guy Chase. It's Dale Tanhart. And for the time being, you can follow me online. Oh, ooh. it doesn't matter where to follow me anymore. Look at that sexy Kevin Harvick. Oh. Yeah, I'm back at my parents' house, and this is one of the things I didn't bring. It's a collectible RC Kevin Harvick car, the paint scheme that everybody's been talking about recently from 2002. So that's pretty sexy right there. You got a race car toy box down there too? No. If you've had in your room for like years, probably. Oh, actually, I do. I do have a hot wheels case in there. Yeah. But I like the NASCAR. Look at this little Richard Petty deal. That's pretty, that's pretty dope. You need to like, we need to glue that to the RV for our last hoorah. But again, that's all the time we got. You can follow me. Right now, the time it's not all we've got. It doesn't does it even matter where to follow us at this point? Is it Ryan Newman? Alltel? Yeah, they uh there was an Alltel store back here in Hattiesburg in 2005, and they had a promotion where his car was out there. The 2005 Dodge Charger. It was pretty sick. I know we got pictures somewhere, but that's a little poster board I got. The Jeremy Mayfield Mobile One car will always be the 12 car to me. Oh man, I, that Alltel car just. Looks so good though, dude. Man, shout out to C Spire, pre C Spire. Jeff shout out Gordon. To, uh, Jeff Gordon, new vice chairman of Hendrick Motorsports. The chairman. 
Yeah, cheer, man. Yeah, sure. Another package from action figure. Oh, drop the mic. Yeah, that's cool. what that's what Jeff Gordon did. He dropped the mic in the Fox booth. He went we to work the show already for Hendrick. Yeah, so you can follow we at Garage Guys FS. We're not going to make it about one person at this point. Uh, follow we. <laughs> Delta on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Delta. Hey, hey, dude, that I love that movie. That movie is fucking awesome. I'm gonna watch it. It's right dude. right now. That movie is great. You will like it. It is so good. I would. I was skeptical, but I saw it and I was like, "That movie is so good." It them. I don't. I don't even. I don't even understand. This is like a screening movie. My uncle yeah. works for the movie theaters, and he like he had to watch it for like award purposes. So, I don't know. super good movie though. I'm gonna watch it. Garage guy chase with an I G I E. That that me. We gotta get um, the, we gotta get the Twitter account back. Got to. We're working on it right now. Tell Kid Cuddy to tell him to let me have it back because that's why it got banned from a tweet that I had a Kid Cuddy song on when I was doing a promo of for the football show that we did last year. So, so that's dumb. the one. That was so the one. Dumb. It's all in Twitter's hands though. It's not it's not the it's not the record company's fault. They deleted Twitter deleted the tweet that I did. So it's up to them. They just don't they don't like me. That's so stupid. Okay. Uh, garage Ooh, guy, Dale Tanhart. We're gonna we're we're winners. We win. It's big cheese. Fourth of July. Um, I'm gonna go watch Parasite, and we're gonna we're gonna go America out. So sports profit repeat. Go win money. Maximum cash this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Garage guys, fancysports.com. We love you, Garage Sam. We out. It's the garage guys. 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 It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.